And we're back. Welcome back. Shameless recap podcast. We're going to talk about some other bullshit for a couple of minutes. Okay, go. <laughs> right, because of course we are. Okay, yeah. So, so I, I just asked Lena her take on Nope because she's the only one who has seen it between the three of us yet. So I said I've heard good things and I have heard bad things. So I want to know what you think. Obviously, spoiler free. Because yeah, this I is spoiler free, still. obviously. Okay, in my personal opinion... I don't think it was as scary as Get Out or as Us, but you, I mean, you guys know, everybody knows from, like, watching the trailer, it's about, like, aliens, right? Yeah, it's, like, yeah. It, these, this black family who were, like, the first jockeys, like, on film, right? The fir- Well, the first moving image ever is a jockey on a horse. Yeah, and that was their great-great-great-grandfather yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's, like, a joke in the movie where she says, like, great-great, and he's, like, um, there's another great- uh, yeah, so it wasn't as scary, like, visually, I would say, as as Get Out or Us. And, like, aliens kind of don't really do it for me, like, in the, it, like, as horror. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it felt mm-hmm. like a sci-fi. There was, like, one plot line that I thought was definitely, like, more scary. And it was even scarier because it's based in, like, on a true story, this, like, specific part of the movie. Um... I do think this movie is, like, just like all of his other movies, like, super rife with, like, symbolism and, like, metaphors mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. that stuff, which I thought was really great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, was... that's the only criticism I've heard of it is people being like, I believe it was put in the wrong genre, and that's all. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't consider it, like, a horror. I would consider it more of, like, a sci-fi or, like, a psychological thriller. Yeah, because I think a lot of, like, the negative, quote-unquote, feedback is that people have seen Get Out, people have seen Us, and they were like, cool, another Jordan Peele, let's go get scared shitless again. Yeah. And for it to be more, like, kind of, like, story-driven in a way, or kind of, like, sci-fi-y, more, like, supernatural esque than it being like terrified for your right because in the in his first two movies the villains even though they have like some sort of like supernatural ability or like some sort of like more scientifically advanced ability they are they are people this is like an alien and like so there's a bit more of i think i think that's probably why because people have more of a disconnect with that instead of it like more like the the human is the villain it's like oh it's just another actual monster (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. um it was very long how long was it like over two hours i think it was like two hours ten minutes but like it did start like i never got bored but it did start to feel like somewhere somewhere around in like the two-thirds area i was kind of like okay where's the plot going like like we are filling in stuff about the characters and like learning about them and like who they are and why they why they are what they are but like we're not getting anywhere with like this like alien entity um interesting but i i did really enjoy it i thought it was interesting i thought it was it's it's refreshing to see a film that's like totally original and like extremely creative and have just like so many layers to it um yeah do you remember when the casting for that movie first came out and ethan was on what name would come up when you would google it because i remember when the casting came out his name came up uh ethan cut i always forget to pronounce his last name yeah i remember when i looked up that movie for the first time he was on like the cast list i don't know if there that was real or if that was fake but i remember being like oh my god he's gonna be in that movie and then like obviously a couple months ago i looked again and he wasn't there anymore but that was something I did peep a good like maybe a year or so ago when the movie it was, was announced. It was probably just a rumor, maybe, or he was like, "Well, because I there is one character that he could have played, but the movie itself only has like 
five characters. Yeah, and it's like Kiki Palmer's character. I forget Daniel the guy. Kalua, mm-hmm. um, Steven Yeun. Steven Yeun. And then there's this guy, this like tech guy named Angel. So like that's the role I'm kind of thinking that Ethan could have played. Mm-hmm. But um, that's so and interesting. Then, yeah, and then there's like a Barbie Ferreira cameo role. <laughs> Um, oh, I remember, and- yeah, I remember seeing her on, like, the cast list, because I was, like, what, because yeah. I was, like, I saw, like, Steven Yu, and I saw Kiki Palmer, and then I saw Ethan, I was, like, okay, big boy, get in something, like, pretty big for, yeah, like, yeah. He wasn't, him. Yeah, he wasn't in it, and then, yeah, and then there's, like, there's, like, two older characters, there's, like, a, there's, there's two, like, older, older, old, older characters, I guess, like, older than 50, but, mm-hmm. um, elders, El- I am excited to Kiki see it, Palmer. because, baby, Jordan- that's Kiki Jordan- Palmer, she delivered, though. <laughs> She is Kiki keep a fucking bag Palmer. (laughs) Did you guys see that video? No, I didn't. Like, like I have loved Daniel Kaluuya since um, Black Mirror. Skins? Oh, I never watched Skins, but I wanted to. Which Black Mirror was he in? He was in the second episode of Black Mirror ever. 15 million merits. He was also in Skins. He's great in Skins. (laughs) I'm sure he is. I never watched Skins, but I watched him in Black Mirror, like, Sort of right when Black Mirror came out. Because I remember, I don't think I ever watched this episode, but I remember he used to be like the thumbnail for Black Mirror a lot. It of the time was a fantastic episode. It might still be my favorite episode to this day. Which Hell one yeah. was that one? 15 Million Merits. It's the second episode. <gasps> of that's a great episode. With the biking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's a great episode. And he was, he was the main character in that. So like when he did get out, I was like, oh my God, this is great. And then obviously he's done Nope now. He's in Black Panther too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will also say Nope was like really fun. It was it was kind of funny. Like there there were genuinely hilarious. I mean, it's parts. Jordan Peele. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, yeah. Well, and, and he always talks about how like comedy and horror intersect in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, because they're both like very calculated forms of media. Um. So he did. He did put like a. I mean, even like the title of the movie itself. Like yeah, just, like his whole like, like people are just yeah. like nope, nope, <laughs> like. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> Every interview, he like always is just like, yeah. He's like, that's what their reaction would be to seeing aliens. Nope. Right. It'd just be like, nope, <laughs> not happening. Mm-mm. <laughs> but and I love um Jordan Peele's like creative uh, uh comedy partner Keegan Michael Key. He's in that Mike Myers show, The Pentaveret, on Netflix. Ooh. It's a Mike Myers show. Mike Myers plays ninety percent of the cast, but Key, but Keegan Michael Key is in it too. It is, it's. If you like Austin Powers, watch it. It's that level of stupid, but also, like, incredibly entertaining. But yeah, it's on um, Netflix. It's called The Pentaveret. It's, like, eight episodes. I saw a preview of it, and I was like, oh, Michael Myers is doing something again. Yeah. He's keeping busy, you know. Isn't that new Shrek supposed to come out next year? Oh my god, there's a Shrek reference in the show. Of course. He goes to like a village that has an annual ogre festival (laughs) and he gets like caught up in a crowd and literally Shrek comes out of nowhere and says, get out of my swamp and pushes somebody out of the way. Interesting. Like, like a dude in a Shrek costume. Gotcha. Okay. okay. I was like assuming (laughs) that, but no, that's so fucking funny. Um, yeah. Keegan-Michael Key, uh, was in, he, he did like a cameo role in Detroiters with Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson. Oh my god, I don't think we talked about Emmy nominations yet. Oh no, yeah, well, I'm gonna get to that. I'm oh, gonna get to I'm that. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. Well, especially because we also have to talk about the bear, because the bear yes, is popping off. Do. It is blowing it's up. It's laying 
Dude, seeing him on Seth Meyers was like made my heart so warm because you know shameless fucking people never went on interviews and I love seeing them in a project that actually gets them recognition and they right. can talk and well, talk about Well, and if they if they did it was art. never Jeremy because yeah. he's like he's Jeremy. But he it's so interesting to see him in like an interview in like a video especially because he's like so he's just a dude. He's an actor but he's just I mean a dude. obviously I knew he was I obviously I knew he was different from Lip but he's so well spoken, he's so composed, he's funny, he's nice. Like that clip specifically that was on the Seth Meyers TikTok, like even just the way he was reacting, Seth was like asking him the question and then he goes, "Yes, chef." And goes into his answer like No, it, it was cuz so it was cuz they were talking about yes, chef. Like yeah. like Seth was like Seth was like do people like when you walked on the street now do people ever yell like yes, chef at you and he was like Yes, yes, chef. Oh my god, we say that all the time at my restaurant. I now. say it a lot, like on Twitter and stuff. Like the servers, the say the servers, because I'm front of house, but I have a lot of all my besties work at back of house, of course. So they, we all have been saying it a lot recently because we say our one kitchen manager is exactly like Carmen. Um, but we, yeah, he gets so mad at us because he's like, "You guys aren't cooks," and we're like, "Yes, chef." I got my parents to, I recommended my parents watch something and then I came downstairs and they were watching it. Crazy. That shit never happens. But my mom, like they were rightfully like stressed out by the first two episodes because the first two episodes stress you the fuck out. And I was like, wait until you get to episode Episode seven. seven. And my dad and I had an entire text conversation about how episode seven is all one shot and that it's all one take. Had a whole conversation. I was up in my room. I heard them from the living room watch episode seven. And my dad goes, I think that was all one shot. Yes, dad. We had that conversation. <laughs> yeah. And then even episode eight, like Carmi's monologue, it goes on so long Ugh. that it's like uncomfortable. Also hilarious to me that your big sell to me on the one cameo was, oh my God, Joel McHale is a cameo. Molly Ringwald is in the help group. <laughs> that is also true. Yes. <laughs> and Abby Elliott it's plays w- his sister and fucking everybody's in there. Ayo Edabiri, like. But like Molly Ringwald does a cameo in one scene. I know that shocked me. Yeah. It was so good. I really, really, really hope there is room for them at the Emmys next year. Um, yeah. I don't know what's, I can't remember what's ending. I think it'll be helpful that they just got greenlit for a, se- a season two, which will so probably fast. be coming out around Emmy time next year. So the buzz will pick back up for it because season yeah. two will be out. But I hope, I, do, I don't I do hope they make the deadline though. Like, because I, I want them to be able to compete for season one. You don't want them to rush one. it. Well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I want, I just want like there to be some promo out by the time by the time emmy deadlines roll back around but yeah let's talk about the emmys what yeah yeah <laughs> first, no. first of yeah, all no. how dare you um, yeah because we discussed your predictions last week uh so or last episode i was right about a lot of them i was wrong about a lot of them as well um the things that stood out to me sarah goldberg barry snub yeah, absolute no, that's snub. an absolute joke, dude. An Millie absolute and joke. Sadie getting snubbed for Stranger yeah, Things, like, too. Yeah, like, I think it's pretty sick. Yeah. Stranger Things got 13 Emmy nomination, and not a single one was for the cast. So what I read was that Volume 2 wasn't accessible for the Emmys, obviously, because it came out too late. But Volume 1 was, well, it, like, in the timeline to be able to be accepted. And, like, obviously, all their set and lighting and costume got nominated, but... I, I agree. If anyone should have gotten nominated, it would have been Sadie. 
if anyone, I think it would have been her. And, like, yeah. I feel like Millie has her popularity enough that they wouldn't have nominated her because I feel like you know just how things are. She probably would win for her category regardless. But I think Sadie, homegirl, killed it. Well, it's not totally about that because Succession is, like, the Emmy darling. Like, yeah. like Succession will win. But yeah. um, Fucking I saw that Nicholas Braun. <laughs> fuck that for real. Instead Dude, of Tramel Tomlin from for... Severance. Like, what yeah, the no. hell was that Nicholas seriously? Braun for what he got for best supporting For playing actor. himself. Come yeah. on. He's just a doof. For and having I two love lines. him. Like, that's not us hating on him. It's just, that's not an Emmy-nominating worthy fucking Greg, performance Greg at is not all. An, Greg is not an Emmy award-winning character. No, okay? not at all. It's like, it's not about Nicholas Braun. It's about Greg. No. Yeah. But like- so and and especially because you have Tramel Tillman too from Severance who had the like an amazing performance. But what I will say about Stranger Things, okay, theoretically Volume Two was eligible because of the hanging episode rule. Mm. Basically, they're like as long as at least six episodes are out before the deadline, and the remaining episodes are uploaded to some platform for the voters to watch like mm-hmm. before nominations come out then the hanging episode rule like like is re- like <laughs> but they did but they're, get, they're getting rid of it next year but what i'm thinking is that volume two was so special effects heavy that they were literally working like up to the minute yeah probably no that's and, what and i they think didn't make it like i think even noah Emmy said voters. that like noah said that, that like he had to come in and do like voiceovers like two days before the show was like uploaded to like netflix he was like yeah. i was still doing stuff for the show before like days leading up to the upload yeah so like the so like technically it was eligible if they had uploaded it to like a secure platform for the voters to watch Mm -hmm. but they're getting rid of that rule next year it's just it would just roll over to the next year i also just remembered i forget if we discussed this last week and if we did it probably got deleted but evan i have things to say about the everybody's conversation with the queer coding and queer baiting of will and like no no no. if you can't interpret media then just say that yeah um will is that scene in the van was will clearly expressing his feelings for mike in such a way that i was watching that scene all I could think of was Cass's confession. It's all I could think Dude, of. I know. Yeah. It's the subtextualness of just, like, you're giving your all to this one person because you know nothing else and they're the only people who have shown you support. And, like, are you joking? And then we also have that yeah. Jonathan. And him calling Mike the heart. Dude, fuck that. Mike is not the heart. Dustin is the heart. Him calling Mike the heart and the parallel of Cass being like, Dean, you do everything that you do for love. Dude, I know. I was like, Mike is literally the bitch. He's not the heart. You're right. Dustin is the heart. Mike is the asshole. (laughs) Asshole. But like the parallel of that with him saying, Mike, you're the heart. And Cass saying like, Dean, everything that you do, you do for love. I was like, I was watching it and I was like, Zoe, I'm so sorry. This is the Dean Cass confession. Oh yeah. 100% toe, dude. Dude, the, I saw some video about Jonathan, like looking at them. Through the mirror, dude. Through the mirror because their positions are reversed. So like they, they were basically saying like in every Mike and Will scene, it's like Mike is on the left and Will is usually on the right. But in this one, it's reversed. It, mm. Mike is on the or Mike is on the right and Will's on the left, and it's 
it like the the other layer here is that like will is telling a lie like he's lying to mike but oh. jonathan sees them in the rearview mirror and he sees, sees them in the their truth. correct positions and he sees the truth because i feel Slade. like every conversation they have in the car jonathan's always peeping up at them like every single time there it's just like a will and mike moment jonathan's like what, what you, like, what you guys talk about? I hear you. Knowing the Duffer Brothers, that is not what it was. It was a happy no, accident. No, 100%. But, like, they just needed a shot to incorporate them in. Yeah. And another point of people saying, like, that they didn't address Mike's or Will's queerness in the show. That conversation with him and his brother in the kitchen of the pizza place. Just say you've never had a conversation with a gay person if you didn't recognize what that conversation is. Right, like speaking in you code. Know, like, come on. It was literally Jonathan being like, "You don't have to say it. I understand. I support you. Well, You're it's like, good." Does everything have to be spelled out for you people. Yeah, <laughs> like for straight people, yes. I hate being like a bitch or anything like that, but it's like the I don't have a lot of like um understanding. Maybe like I don't see where people are coming from when mm-hmm. it comes to like certain ships and mm-hmm. certain. Um, That's. I will say, as a diehard Stranger Things fan, I've never been a ship-worthy watcher. I have just watched the show. Like, Jonathan and Nancy, I didn't care. Jonathan, I'll read the fuck out of a steady fanfic. No, me too, but I know that's not going to happen. I know, like, that's a thing. Like, like, I'm I'm realistic with it. Like, there are people out there who are like, He's like he's gonna get brought back as a vampire and like which I think would yep. be cool. Honestly, I think, do it. The I think cast brothers, theory I think is kind of sick. Yeah, if the Duffers hadn't done it, they should write that in. But <laughs> write that down. Write that down. <laughs> they were like they were like write that down. Write that down. But like I I don't think that was their plan. I don't think Mm-mm. they were planning on doing that. I do not think that canonically canonically they would hook up. No, never I ever. Fun, in I think it's a really years. fun idea, and I think there is evidence there. I just respect Joe Quinn. I respect Joe yeah. Quinn for showing up, flirting with Joe Keery in every mm-hmm. take. He was like, <laughs> my whole thing is just they've already they've already given us a gay character. Like they gave it to us last season, and they want us to live with. Like they want us to enjoy that, and we are. And so I love Steady, love it. But I've I've been there. I did Steady back in the It fandom, guys. Right, but I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm over it. It's well, but there's the, not the enough with them too like, for me to have anything. <laughs> Yeah, like that was real. Like but. that was real. But like and like and like like Robin and Nancy, like I think it would be a really great pairing. I, I think, think that's would be a really cute. fun pairing. I don't think it's going to happen. It's the most unrealistic pairing. And right, this is exactly. my whole thing with the whole Mike and Will thing is that I'm not over here sitting bouncing in my th- seat thinking that I'm going to get Byler for real next season. Yeah, yeah. I am understanding it from now being an older queer person watching media because i know i ate glee up like a bitch when i was like 12 i watched supernatural and ate that shit up and obviously what happened we were disappointed but speaking of right. glee harry shum is gonna be a regular on gray's anatomy now what? good yes. for him i saw but that everything with- everywhere all at once was like i am paying your bills but uh, record man <laughs> i love him um but like so with hope with byler is just i think they are responsible going about will in the most respectful way possible so far and i'm really happy they're doing that instead of like doing like the whole bomb dropping of robin in the last season Mm -hmm. but i just don't want like obviously we're not going into it thinking that we're going to get them next season but i don't want people not to be so disappointed next season when we don't see them holding hands like we might get more of will's depth and story about how he's feeling or we might get will's villain arc era and he's 
We I don't hope even, so. He we don't even it. get a gay boy will. Like it's just like get a girl, people are gonna surf, get so hey. disappointed next season, and people are gonna be so disappointed about Eddie. So like I'm going into it just excited to see my characters again. Very truly, I hope if anything, the Duffer Brothers take from the fandom is to like we know Will is gay. That's confirmed. That's not yeah. even a conversation anymore. Like that's for real. If you kill that boy as an act of self sacrifice to save the world, it's over. no, 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 no. No, don't you dare magicians this shit. Don't you dare supernatural this shit. It's over for you. Seriously. It's so over. Especially because his in, his entire thing from the original pitch of the show hinged on the fact that he was gay. And and it's just like I I mean, I am firm in my belief that Mike Mike is not gay or at least is very repressed. I don't think there's queer coding to him at all. Oh yeah, me and Zoe were having this conversation. She's like, "No, no, no, Mike. Mike loves his friend. Mike Mike has a deep connection with his friend. He is simply an idiot and yeah. doesn't know what's going on." Right? Like but but like I don't think in Mike's head at least it's like romantic. Like I like, no, no, just no. he just loves his best friend. Yeah. yeah. It's like L focused and it's the 80s and his fucking family voted for Ronald Reagan. Homeboys the last thing in his brain is I'm gay and I'm queer. It's I have a superhero girlfriend right now and my friends play Dungeons and Dragons. Like, of course he's not aware of it. Homeboy's in his own dream world. Not aware, but even if presented with the opportunity, like, I I, I really think he would deny it. Would... No way, Jose. Yeah. yeah, I just need the Duffer Brothers to not Sarah Gamble this shit up and let the queer character live. Finn Wolfhard ain't kissing another boy in his contract. You know that for sure. No, like, not even getting, <laughs> like, uh, getting characters together. I need this queer character who has been the subject of torture for this entire to series happy. to not end the series sacrificing himself for the greater good. I but need I, that not to be the end. I want that dragon. But I do need him to be the reason why all of it ends. Yeah. Yes. I need him to be the hero, and I need him to survive it. The two theories that I am really keen on is Cask. Eddie theory is cool. Not going to happen, though. But did you guys see the other theory about, like, the tier rankings of, like, D&D characters? I think we talked about this maybe, like, two episodes yeah. ago. But, like, yeah, the three-headed dragon in the painting. Because yeah. that is the, that like, is, like the big, most that's, powerful. like, the big bag. I would think that's so cool, but I feel like... Apparently, Vecna's right-hand man is a vampire. Just saying. Yeah, who gets bitten by a bat and comes back. Right. Well, that's that's probably they'll they'll probably name him after like the dragon or something. But like, he's not gonna be a dragon because I was like I would I was thinking I was like that would just be too much special effects to do a whole ass dragon. But it's also but I was like, like that'd be cool. If that'd Vecna cool. like created the upside down or like did what he did to it, he he is the big bad. Like like that's it. Yeah. Like, like obviously, but in terms of just the rankings that they have gone in like right. everyone it's else like, has ugh, been tiered above each other it yeah because it's like demogorgon is below fucking the mind flare and then mind flare is below vecna and then vecna mm -hmm. is below like this dragon or whatever well, i forget what the dragon's name is yes amanda <laughs> it's been 25 minutes oh hey guys Maybe we should talk about hey guys, shameless welcome to, <laughs> welcome shameless. to shameless um <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the, the luck we had the show that ended two years ago um <laughs> And turned bad eight years ago. I'm gonna put an intro up at the top. To... <laughs> hey I'm gonna put guys. an intro up at the top. Like, hello, we spent 25 minutes talking about other TV shows. Skip to this time. And you know what? <laughs> Our opinions are right. Yeah, and we're correct. And we actually are gonna become the Emmy committee next season, guys. So Dude, be prepared. I would kill to be on the Academy. I would be... to give Jeremy Allen White 14 Emmys. <laughs> oh my god, wait. Right, real quick. Are either of you Nathan Fielder enjoyers? 
I enjoy him time to time. I do not follow him actively. So you haven't I seen only the rehearsal? Vaguely know no, I haven't name. seen that. I've heard. I've heard okay. a lot about it. Is it on Netflix? No, it's on HBO. He has an exclusive deal with HBO. Sick. I have HBO Max. Slay. I just, I just watched Doctor Strange. It was fine. That was okay. That's yeah. not the multiverse movie of fine. the season. Everything, everywhere yeah. at once is the multiverse movie of the season. That's true. I haven't seen that yet. I will see it. Eventually. It was Amanda, so Amanda, you would really enjoy that movie. I think it was so really I'm gonna it. watch it. It is. It is a movie though that I feel like is multiplied ten times better if you see it in a theater though. Like the yeah. sound Agreed. system, the big screen. It's like you have to have it. If you watch it at home, it's gonna have a profound effect on you, but it's not gonna be the um, same. Yeah, I I love the the story of just like you know the actor that played um the, he was in the Goonies and he was yeah. short round in uh, yeah. Indiana Jones. Love him. He quit acting back when he was a kid because he was an Asian child in the 1980s and trying no to one act. wrote roles for them. Yeah, and so he like quit acting and he felt like kind of like upset and hurt by it. And then he went to see Crazy Rich Asians and went and looked at the screen and went, "Well, fuck, I want to do that. I mm-hmm. want to be in a." a movie full of i want to be in a movie with michelle yo mm-hmm. and then he was in a movie with michelle yo no he booked um everything everywhere at once like two weeks like back Before into like 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 back like he like contacted his agent that he that used to be like representing him when he was like in his like early 20s i think it said and then literally like the moment he was like all right i think i'm gonna do this within two weeks he had already like went in for the reading for everything everywhere all at once it was well, like the, immediately the Daniels, hired in the directors they're both named daniel were probably like this is a fucking steal way yeah. yeah. workaholics is in that movie yeah <laughs> he's like he's like some background character but i was just like i was watching it in theaters and i was like Waymond? Like, yeah. Oh my god, hey. Michelle Yeoh is like the most badass woman on the planet. And I heard Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I was also about to say. Yeah, Jamie Lee like Curtis kills it in that movie. Yeah. And, uh, she's and really good, good for Harry Shum. Who plays the daughter? I forget her. She looks like. Okay, when she's I first awesome. saw her, I thought she was the girl from those Netflix movies with. um Oh, To All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah, I thought that was her for a second. No, but she. No, but, but they also, just have yeah. like such like a very like sweet presence to themselves, and I was like, oh my god, and I was like, wait, never mind, I'm so stupid. Yeah, good for Harry Shum, who was also in Crazy Rich Asians with Michelle Yeoh. He's yeah. in an after credit sequence, but he's in the movie. Oh my god, that's Rekakuni. so funny. <laughs> Rekakuni, Hibachi <laughs> Kang. Those <laughs> scenes were so silly. Shall we get started? Yes, let's do it. I need to pull <laughs> up the notes. There they are. All right. Hello, everybody. Uh, if you jumped here from a certain point uh, 28 <laughs> minutes ago, hello, welcome. We did rattle about nonsense for a minute, um, but including uh, praising Jeremy Allen White up and down for the bear and the reaction that everybody's having to the bear. He deserves this. Um, uh, also, we discussed last week that Noel Fisher had like disappeared for a while. He was in Rome. He's back. He was just in Rome yeah. with his wife. He's just adventuring. He has time on his hands. He's back making millennial posts. <laughs> Sorry for Emmy for not getting an Emmy nom for uh, Angeline. Angeline got Emmy noms, just Emmy didn't get an Emmy nom for Angeline. Did, what did they get um, nominated for? Did they Best get writing? It? Best directing? Yeah, I was about to say. No, for, like, they, it, the was, uh, it was behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Oh. Like, oh, it was makeup. probably makeup. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. And probably wardrobe because that that costume department was phenomenal. Slaying, slaying the house boots down. Yeah, Gemstones got nominated for stunts. <laughs> he made all those pieces were 
like all those pieces for that fucking show were made by hand for her like they wow. made every single i watched this behind her, the like, scenes and stuff yeah so like this one uh design it was this one designer that did everything and i was like homeboy better get some recognition at least wow. yeah oh what we do in the shadows kind of cleaned up in the nomination it did which also is the new season fucking whips the yeah, new season fucking, is really good fucking kyle knew a check my boy my mans is directing the shit out of these episodes he's only directed a couple in this season so far but he's a couple coming down the line harvey gillen in the newest episode that just came out the with him in the, the familiar fight yeah ah! slade yeah slade yeah <laughs> like this show is it's so good and i'm i'm happy that we're kind of making a return to like mockumentary a little bit yeah zoe pointed out that nadja had red streaks in her hair and then last turned has, around and he had red he streaks in his hair. hair dude they're the best they're also being so subtle about the laszlo guillermo thing but i'm clocking every movement that they make or the nandor guillermo thing yep oh did i say laszlo yeah, yeah the nandor guillermo thing yeah slang giving slang baby, baby slang. colin robinson like he's everything to me <laughs> harvey harvey is doing the heavy lifting of this season oh, in yeah. like the best way well, in he, the best way he low-key does like most seasons i'm like yeah yeah it's How all right seasons that are on now three um they're four? on the fourth but there's only yeah. there's only 10 episodes a season and they're all like 20 minutes or something gotcha it's good gotcha, my queen okay this is a shameless recap podcast. <laughs> right? We should just start a separate podcast. Yeah. yeah. Point, just us talking. We, that's what we, we should do our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm My name's Amanda. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Evan. I'm one of your other hosts. I'm Lena. I'm your other host. And look, it's all three of us sitting We're back, back guys. together. Yay! We're doing it. I had a rough week two weeks ago when you guys recorded. I was moving. I had COVID. I could not be seen. But I'm back. Yeah. And I moved into my new apartment. Love it. And we're back now with season five, episode three, The Two Lisas, an epic, epic episode. Such a good episode. I know. I'm like, this is getting good. I feel like, like yeah. let's go. these are one of the episodes that I've like rewatched so many goddamn times. I, I, I honestly didn't know that this was the episode that it was until I was halfway into it and I clocked it. I was like, oh no. And I knew what was, <laughs> I knew how it ended. I was like, oh fuck, it's this one. Yeah. But it's episode. 503 the two leases which aired on january 25th 2015 S- seven years ago seven years ago god jesus seven Christ. and a half years ago written by sheila callahan this is her fifth of 12 episodes that she writes she did 305 slay 311 slay, slay uh, 403 uh, 305 Sins of My Caretaker, 311 Order Room Service, 503 Like Father Like Daughter, 408 Hope Spring Paternal. She what? only does bangers. She only She's, does bangers. Well, I, th- I remember like back when these episodes were airing and everyone would be like Miss Galovich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like because she was. Like she yeah. was. Especially her work in season five, you're about two. Yeah, she does look. this one and 510 Southside Rules. And then she does 606 NSFW, 611 Sleep No More, 704 I Am a Storm, 709 Ouroboros, which I think is a Mickey episode. It's the end of it is when the cop tells Ian that Mickey broke out of prison. Right, 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 right. 805 The Miseducation of Liam Fergus Burkhart Gallagher, 810 Church of Gay Jesus. That was, she exited in season 8 episode 10 was her last She was like, I'm fucking out of here. Goodbye. She said, Galovich is out. I'm out. (laughs) 
Um, and then it was, this one was directed by Peter Seagal. Uh, this is his second of three shameless episode that he directs. He did 404, Strangers on a Train. Hot, sexy, hot, sexy, finger banging on a train. That episode is so silly. <laughs> I told you guys how I saw that TMI. I saw it on, like, that clip on Pornhub once. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just, uh, like, shameless, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, guys, get a Netflix subscription. <laughs> right? <laughs> he also did this one in 607, Pimp's Paradise. Also a very silly episode. Mm-hmm. He's a big time comedy director movie. He uh, comedy director. He did Tommy Boy, Anger Management, Fifty First Dates, The Longest Yard. Like he's done. He's big, prolific. big comedy movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also is directing the new Stephen Amell wrestling show, Heels. Oh, quick Ooh. sidebar: What happened to that Stephen Amell show about like uploading your consciousness into a computer after you die or something? Oh, they get canceled. Upload. It's not Stephen Amell. Um, it's called Upload. It's um. Another generic white man, much younger. Classic. Um, it did get a second season, though. The second season just came out. Okay. Oh, the kid from Victorious. The white boy from Victorious. No, not Victorious. Matt the white Bennett. boy from True Jackson VP. Oh. Oh, yeah. him. Matt yeah. Shively? Whatever. Generic, white, handsome man. I did yeah, not I know that was him. That. I could have sworn that was Stephen Amell. Nope. Stephen Amell's like 20 years older than him. Well, but like, he's not old. Mid-40s. Upload TV. It's Robbie Amell. It's his brother. It oh, wait. It's not the kid from True Jackson? No, that's Matt Shively. He was in The Real O'Neills. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Robbie Amell. It's his brother. Robbie oh, Amell's okay. 34. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Are they okay. related? I mean, they just have sounds about right. Right, but he's not listed yeah, as a sibling. But I think. Oh, my God. They're cousins. That's so funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> okay, cool. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> the so first season was good. Funny. I haven't watched the second season. Um, The synopsis of this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I can narrate this one. Do we want to force Evan to narrate this one? Do we? <laughs> I think it would be kind of fun if Evan did okay. but... Whatever you want you to do. Um, I can, the synopsis. Yeah, I'll do the synopsis the, in the previously yeah. on. Uh, the synopsis, Frank enlists Carl to scare off the lesbians who are buying up the neighborhood. Meanwhile, Ian goes on a crazed cleaning spree of the Milkovich house. Fiona agrees to go to a concert with Davis, and Debbie throws a wild party. The previously on is done by Lip brushing his teeth, <laughs> giving the bear energy. Uh, <laughs> the previously on. V is done breastfeeding, and Kev is pissed about it. Two lesbians are trying to buy Sheila's house, and Frank is not happy about it. Ian is spiraling. Lip has a construction job. Kenyatta still hits Mandy, and she's still down to fuck Lip still. Let me say still again. Fiona has a flirty thing going on with the hot guy in the band at the diner. Maddie broke up with Debbie because she is a literal <laughs> child. And Frank is brewing the strongest beer ever made, the milk of the gods. Mm, whenever... I just hear, like, people making their own beer. It always reminds me of Warmpus from How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. I forget that one actor. He's from, he, he was, uh, The Last Man on Earth. What's that guy's actor's Will name? Forte. Will Forte. Will Forte. He plays, he was like, in, a, he plays a character Flight that of the works Concords. with Barney. <gasps> yeah, show. he was in, he just did a cameo role in, like, Flight of the Concords. He just played, like, this guy who worked with Neil Patrick Harris's character, Barney. And he was like, guys, try my homemade beer, Warmpus. And they were like, warm 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 piss it's giving it's giving a new start from <laughs> new directions i always i always wondered how that one slipped past the fox the fox team 
like new Hercules. new directions new directions uh, new directions <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I didn't know it. it yeah that's why i just took that's why i was, well, I was just like, like oh, i was okay. like i got the nude part but then i was like i was like nude new directions directions <laughs> like yeah oh also i'm going to a supernatural convention and then the next weekend i'm going to a shadow hunters convention i'm so excited Giving. for you are you do you have any photo ops for this time around for um supernatural the supernatural one i have two timothy amundsen ones Hell and then yeah. i bought one that was both deaths but lisa berry dropped <gasps> out no. so i have to exchange it and i might try to get death and someone else or i might try to get kim and brianna <gasps> do kim and or brianna, i might get please. um tim and rob i don't know oh my god I cameron's like new tim. movie is out take a photo with. huh cameron's new movie is out paradise highway I you guys is it out? Something. I just saw them promoing it, it the other day. It just came out today. I was scrolling oh, shit. Instagram a second ago. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. We open up on a police raiding at the Rub and Tug, arresting all the girls and Johns. Uh, Mickey walks in looking so fine. Looking so oh fine. My God. Looking so fine. The little this purple vest. vest. I think about this purple vest all the time. He looks so good. Uh, the cops ask if he knows the girls, and he says, nope, he's never seen them in his entire life. Uh, he goes inside and bitches with V, who's pumping her breast milk so that Kev never lets Fitlana breastfeed the babies ever again. Um, she says, no offense to Mickey about it. Like, he could give a fucking shit. He doesn't even, like, like look a second glance at her. Yeah. Uh, Frank comes in with his case of beer, and I gotta say, I love the son-in-law dynamic he develops with Mickey when they are both in the alibi bitching about stuff. They just, like, sit like- on their stools. <laughs> The chemistry between them this season is like it's so good. It's 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 so father-in-law, son-in-law. Like it's so stupid, and I love it a lot. Uh, Frank says that the gentrification is why the raids are ramping up. He pours his beer into shot glasses and gives some to V and Mickey and the other bar patrons. Mickey downs his and he loves it, making a little grabby hands at uh, V's cup too, because he like does like a little like ooh, and he's like he's like pointing at it or whatever. <laughs> he's like he's like yeah, like this is hitting. Well, he does a little bit of the shot, and he, like, nods while he swallows it, and then V, like... I can't believe it's so strong you have to take it as a shot. It sounds so gross. Like, it me- just, like, makes me think of, like, Everclear. Um, a guy who drinks a few sips of it passes passes the fuck out, so Mickey drags him to the sober chair, because doesn't V's, like, uh, pull him over to the sober <laughs> yeah, chair. he's, like, a big guy, too. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, in the background, while Frank gets an order for six cases from an army uh, vet, uh, Mickey working at I, the alibi. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So I love, I love V. Like the guy passes out, and V just turns to Mickey. She's like, "Put him in the sober chair," and he's like, "Yep," and just gets up and does it. And I love Mickey working in the alibi. Well, I just, so he's out. just a regular there. Like he's like, I hang out here. Like I know, yeah. I know, I know what happens. He's one of the flies now. He's just hanging out with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, over to Fiona working at Patsy's. Uh, we get an update on her coworker who's finally getting to visit her kid, and the hot woman who lives Fiona hundred dollar tips is back. What's the Woo! what's her friend's name? Uh, the waitress, uh, Jackie. Yeah. Jackie, and then Angela is the big tipper. Ah, uh, hot lady. Honestly, I'm so mad that she gets such good pie and then never fucking eats it. Um, She's just there to scope her out, though. Why couldn't we have them fuck? I ask you, Amanda. <laughs> why couldn't we have them fuck? Why why couldn't we have them fuck? Or her and Nessa. You'll meet Nessa later, but that was a trip. That was fun, (laughs) but, like, they still didn't give us enough with that. Yeah. Um, 
Fiona comes over to the, uh, comes over, and the woman asks Fiona out to dinner, and Fiona only says no because of her last messy relationship, not because a woman asked. <laughs> like, truly, the way she reacts, she's like, you know, that's real nice, but I just got out of a messy thing. Not, sorry, I'm not into women. Yeah. That thought never crosses yeah. her she mind. She just said, no, she's, I don't want to go to dinner. Right, like, sorry, I can't. But Who then was... she, like, jumps into all these relationships with men, and it's like, I, like, the lesbian Fiona did kind of, like, make sense if she had stick, if she had Who stuck was around, that one girl from season two. Oh, oh, the hot, the the, the hot mom, the milk, yeah, whatever her name is. But it's just like it's because Fiona doesn't care, care about her relationships with men as much as she does with women, which is why she's more cautious. I feel like she's too busy about everything else. Like the last thing she needs to do is question her sexuality right now. Well, but she's also like <laughs> she's also like men are easy. Like you can just kind of like men are men like whatever but like with women she's like i'm scared to like commit because i feel like she's scared she would like get hurt like i feel i feel like the seeds for lesbian fiona were very much more there but yep. they were like to be fair they were also there for debbie like compulsory heterosexuality and shit like that even if that wasn't their original plan with her it's like, still they were sought out to be that way yeah. sorry the woman like fiona says no and then uh, the woman's uh, uh. like I'll just ask again. I'm persistent. Like, yes, you will. Yes, you will. Mm. So sexy right. of you. Uh, but also, like, knowing what we know about her, it's like, there's probably, there is probably a reason why she was trying to get her out to dinner. A more, a more ulterior motive. Maybe she wanted to fuck her and then do the other thing. And then, and then <laughs> make that introduction. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she had a bet going. <laughs> she had a bet going. She was like, I can fuck what your bitch. I can get her to fuck me? She was like, actually, I might. I bet, I bet Jimmy in. was like, Jimmy was like, yeah, I bet she would. She's a whore. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, cut to Carl rolling down the street in his wheelchair as he comes across a guy's house who's being foreclosed on. We saw him steal that wheelchair in the last episode, right? Yeah, it sticks, episode. Yeah. it sticks around yeah. for another episode. Um, so. uh, he comes home and we find out that he went to a party that Debbie wasn't invited to and he was giving girls oral to be able to stay and he has hickeys like that he's 12 years old that's a baby yeah. like she's like why did you get invited and i don't he's like i give them oral like what like that what? is assault yeah. anyway yeah. you look at it anyway you look at it fucking I what is it mid 90s fucking type beat yeah right well because those girls are probably like 14 or 15 which yeah. like it's whatever but it's like multiple of them at a party in order to let him stay there. And a boy who's and in I a wheelchair. And I know he wants to because he's depraved. But like. Yeah. Still. It's like like yeah. the way you look at it. They're they're both like weirdos. Because if you're depravity. watching the show. You're like hee hee hoo hoo. But if you're psychos like us. And we're analyzing it. Then you have to go. Oh wait a second. That's when you treat them like real people. <laughs> yeah. It's also the oral thing. If he said like. I we I finger bang the girls. That would make more sense to me. Yeah. Than than oral. That from sounds a more like oral kid takes kind effort. of like. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is like, yeah. I was That's all I'm gonna comment, say about that. But, yeah, I was gonna make another comment. But I was like, I don't want to think about this. It's so weird. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Debbie is so bitter about it and decides to throw her own party tonight instead. Um, Mickey, seriously, Lynn Palo, a fucking plus on this purple shirt. Amanda loves this purple shirt. I love this purple. The he purple and black, purple. like, 
the purple and black like cut off flannel shirt it's sexy Mm -hmm. Noel looks sexy in this episode he looks young and sexy so Mickey comes home to Ian on the front porch just throwing a bunch of shit into the front lawn and he comes inside and see that Ian has cleaned out the whole house and he's mad because Ian's just throwing away all of his shit he like there's like a bunch of fans and like random ass shit that he's throwing out so honestly Mickey be thankful (laughs) it is seriously like there is just a bunch of junk in there like, like, I know this is supposed to be an indication of, like, Ian's manic episode because yeah. he does get a little, he does go overboard with it later, but it's, like, Mickey no, that house me. was, like, full of shit. No, that was yeah. a hoarder house. It was Like, it a makes scary, sense that he was doing that. Like, he's, he literally says to Mickey, you got a problem with your boyfriend cleaning a layer <laughs> of scum from the tub that your wife watches your child in? And then he says something in Russian? And Mickey's like, the fuck are you saying? Dude, he's pissed. It's funny because it's like they're ganging up against him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean Svetlana's teaching you Russian? Um, Mickey tells Ian that the rub and tug is now closed for good. And Ian is concerned about the girls and said Mickey should bail them out. But Mickey, one, doesn't give a shit. And two, does not have the money. Because like they probably arrested like 20 damn girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. plus they're all they're all illegal immigrants. So it's like, there's nothing yeah. he can do anyway. They probably all got deported already. Yeah. Um, Ian goes, what are we going to do for money? And Mickey's like, I don't know. I'd sell Svetlana's ass if she already wasn't running out her guest room. And then Ian goes, you mean guest womb? And Mickey, like, fake laughs Dude, and then just rolls his eyes. It's like, fucking comic gold. He's like, huh? Did He's you like, like that? Not. Did you like that one? <laughs> absolutely not. Did you just say that? No, 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 no. Are you entertained? <laughs> yeah. And, like... Yeah, like you were saying, like, the cleaning, at the beginning, the cleaning makes sense. And, like, I know Ian is having a mental health crisis, but, mm-hmm. like, they're so married in this season. And mm-hmm. it makes, it's, it makes soft, it's like, what, oh, what could have been? Like, doesn't yeah. some character, little, doesn't some character literally make the comment that they're, like, playing house at some point? I think so, some yeah. Some character's like, oh, are you still playing, I think someone asked him, like, are you still playing house with Mickey? And he's like. Yeah, yeah, um, I vaguely remember there. that. Um, but then, oh, yeah. sadness enters the building. <laughs> um, Mandy comes home yelling at Kenyatta, saying that she's not moving to Indiana, but he's got a good job, so they're leaving. And isn't it like pumping fucking porta potties is the job? Yeah. And yeah. she's like pumping porta potties. He was like, it pays well. Um, yeah. Mickey says that shithead better not drag you off the Foxville USA. And Mandy said there's nothing really here for her. Um, Mick- Ian is quite concerned and says that if she leaves with Kenyatta. He will kill her, but she won't. She's not having it. Like she's so over it, and like won't hear anything. Um, he says that they have to stop her, and Mickey's all for it. He gets the gun. He's like, he's like, get the gun. I'll get the saw. We can bury that fucker in pieces out by the <laughs> landfill. Like Mickey is down to do it. He also is not like he's not gonna step in because he knows that Mandy won't listen to him. But he's like, but I will kill that man for her. I'll do I that. Remember, I remember the framing on this was really like was really brilliant because Mickey is sits down at the kitchen table or something and his back uh-huh. is to Ian. Um but during this whole exchange, during the whole like, hey, you get the gun, I'll get the saw, we stay on Ian. We never see Mickey or Mickey's reaction, anything, and you can see Ian like descend into like And something's clicking like some into place. like madness. Yeah, because it's not it's not anywhere violent because he doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't take it down that road, but it's like you can see the wheels like turning in his head, and I think you can see him stewing too and like tensing up. So I think I think the framing on that was like pretty brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's also Cam and Noel are really skilled at, like, telegraphing to us what they're thinking without, like, it having to be in words in the script. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're yeah. they're good scene partners. They both know when to give and when to perform, like, when, mm-hmm. to, yeah. when to be the showstopper, you know? Over to Sheila's house, uh, she's trying to give Frank food and his meds, but he's too fixated on his beer, which is brewing way too damn slow. Um, she's trying to sell him on places they can travel, but he's not listening to her. He's too hyper-focused. Um, she says that they need to talk because the lesbians want an answer and that she has an eye in her RV she wants because the lesbian's going to give her some money. Uh, Frank says no sale. Uh, that's the good-looking gays with money coming into the neighborhood is a sign of the beginning of the end. Um, and Sheila says that, fuck it, maybe she'll go on her own then, which is good for her. She doesn't need Frank. He's going to tie her down regardless. But Frank's like, yeah. I need a place to live. <laughs> yep. He's like, mm, actually. He's like, but I love you. It's fully one of those moments of like her trying to have a conversation with him and him being like just Frank over over here mm-hmm. and not engaging. You know, like throw a comment, but he's just Franken. He's Franken. He's doing his Frank thing over mm-hmm. here. Right. And she like, she throws away the comment like, well, maybe I'll just go on my own. And he doesn't seem to hear that. And he just, can, that will register with him later. Right, it's like super delayed. And then he's like, wait a minute. He's like, wait, 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 um, uh, Sheila goes upstairs and sees Debbie coming in looking for Frank. Uh, she wants to know if he has any beer for her party tonight. Um, Sheila loves Debbie's new look. And Debbie asks her for beer for the party. So Sheila just hands her over the case of beer to Debbie. A, like, what, 12-year-old child? And not just beer, the Frank beer. She goes, here, Frank won't mind it. Sheila was Sheila was loose with alcohol, though. Remember, literally in the first episode, when Lip is over at Karen's, like, when, when he's studying with Karen, she offers him a couple different drinks, and then she starts offering him, like, alcohol. Well, she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, do you want, a, do you want like, a beer? And then she's like, I can make you a mojito. Like, she starts yeah. offering him all these cocktails that she can make him. Like, she she's loose with the booze. Yeah. She's always been the, like, well, I'd rather you do it in the house kind of mom. Yeah, I'd yeah. rather you do it in a safe space. But, like, one man, a grown man took one sip of that beer and hit the floor. Died. She doesn't know that. <laughs> she thinks it's just normal beer. But um, once uh, Debbie gets the beer, uh, back to Fiona working, uh, doing a little uh, NA homework at the counter when Davis comes in to flirt a little more. Uh, she claims to be a reformed fuck-up, and he asks her to meet her at the jazz concert, 9 p.m., show up dressed like you have something to lose. Like, what up? That's, I don't like what that. What an asshole, seriously. <laughs> yeah. and, his name's, and his name's Davis. That's my brother's Davis. name. My brother's not an asshole, but like, Jesus. Your older or younger brother? My older. Um, Debbie hands out flyers for her, uh, party at the pool. Meanwhile, Carl is floating with Holly and saying that she can get back at Debbie for throwing a party without her by fucking him. Like, never, never let it be said that he misses, that he misses an opportunity to shoot his shot. Mm -mm. He shoots his shot. He misses a lot of the time. To be fair though, like, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that would work. Uh, Debbie's obsessed with Holly. Yeah. Yeah. She blows him off and he's confused because he thought being in a wheelchair was his ticket in. Uh, over at to the Ball's house, uh, Kevin V, um, Kevin V's Kevin mom V's are mom. bonding over the baby smiling at them when they poop. Ew. <laughs> uh, v comes home and uh, gives a boob milk progress report to Kev, and he's kind of annoyed about it. Like, back off, dude. She's not a milk factory. Like, I've seen, like, I get mommies on my TikTok all the time talking about their breastfeeding, and I've learned he was demanding way too much from her. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he was like, what do you mean only five ounces? Are you sure you're doing it right? And she's like, excuse me? Yeah. 
she tells him that the Robotug is shut down for good. Um, she asks her mom how many moms they know that are still breastfeeding, and she can't, uh, and says maybe she can turn the Robotug into a breast milking pumping station because the cops can't shut that down. And I, that is so genius. Isn't it Especially because like, she was like, we can sell it to the, like, the other hood moms who, like, can't really, yeah. like, feed their kids. Well, or because they're, like, too strung out on drugs, like, their milk's mm-hmm. not safe. Well, um, isn't that whole thing with breastfeeding, like, if, if you just, like, don't stop pumping, you, you can breastfeed, like, for a long time? Yeah, like, you like, can forever. breastfeed up to, like, I think, like, a four, five years. Like, if, if you're still actively doing it as long as, like, you don't wean your child off of it. Like, you can still do it. And, like, there are plenty of, like, moms I see on TikTok who do that for, like, local, like, NICUs and stuff like that. That they'll just, like, pump forever and donate that shit. Yeah, and this is the shameless version of that. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is the, the hood version of that. Hell like, yeah. No, actually, let's be a pumping station and I'll sell that milk to people who want to use real milk instead of formula. Like, uh, she's a fucking genius. She's mm-hmm. a girl boss. I love yeah. that. When, like, V is asking her mom for, like, the other girls in the neighborhood and she just, like, names off, like, the most stereotypical, like, names possible. Yeah, Sheila Callahan was fucked up for that. Yeah, like, that it was, list like, Sharquisha and, like, a couple, like, other just, like, very hard stereotypical names. And I was like... Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, like Sheila Callahan, you white woman. Take a good look at yourself of what you wrote down right there. Yeah. Ma- t- take a second look, maybe. <laughs> um, Cut over to Carl rolling down the street, and then Frank just appears out of nowhere and starts, like, walking up next to Carl. And we have, like, a really good, like, Frank-Carl walk-and-talk scheme. Uh, Frank wants Carl to run the lesbians out of town and says that he can't do it because he's too busy with the brewery. Um, we cut from that to be joined Maddie at work. Uh, Debbie invites him to her party, saying there will be people his age there. Not. Uh, he compliments her new hair, and he agrees to come to the party. I, I hate, hate them, them both. I hate them both so much. He was eating that shit up. He shouldn't have. He just turned her away, and he was feeding into her little scheme. Like, Maddie, the appropriate thing to do in this moment would be, like, thank you for inviting me. I don't think that, not for me, get home safe. Like, no, Maddie, shut it down. And Why like, are you flirting? Him complimenting her was the last thing he needed to do. Yeah, shut it down, Maddie. Oh, your hair looks nice. She cut it for He's you. Just so shut weird. up. He's so weird. Can you imagine flirting with a 13-year-old yeah. right now? Did we, like, look up what he was in before? Did we find that out? Because I was like, he was just, like, nerdy, lanky guy and, like, some other thing once. Please hold. He was in one episode of How to Get Away with Murder. In oh, I remember that. that. I remember that. Maybe he just looks like some guy. He kind of looks like Jack Quaid a little bit to me personally. He does kind of look like Jack Quaid. Yeah. I kind of see it, but I know Jack Quaid. He's Jack Quaid, but with like flatter hair. Speaking of Jack Quaid. Uh, he's popping off recently. Yeah. Did you see fucking, I forget her name, I think Amanda something, the girl who played Rue, she made like a video for him at San Diego Comic Con, and was like, hey Jack, I forgive you for uh, stabbing me, me in the chest, and I forgive you, and he's like, finally, people spit on me on the streets for years because of this. <laughs> Did you see that he was walking around Comic Con in the Scream costume, in the Ghostface costume? <laughs> no, I didn't. Comic Con like popped off this year. I didn't hear that S- much about SDCC. it, surprisingly, but I'm glad that it did. Because yeah. I usually only watched it for Supernatural every fucking year. And Stranger Things didn't have a panel, which I thought was kind of lame. They're just busy. They're doing, like, international press, I'm sure. Yeah. Even then, it's like, do they really need to get more press? No, Stranger Things has been having, like, their own conventions, Loki. 
Yeah, they, they do, have. but they're kind they of like They have that shitty. shitty one in Jersey. Well, Creation Entertainment runs them, so they're, <sighs> they're pieces of shit. Yeah, no, they're course. not good. And Classic. like, they're, like, I've been to two Supernatural conventions, and because there's more of a, I, there's more within Stranger Thing, I mean, within Supernatural that you can sell more than one type of merchandise, and like, you can have more eras and like, different types of things, but I feel like Stranger Things, like, they had like no merch booths. It was or like no creators or any like. Well, there's like uh, Stranger like Things logo, and then there's like season three summer stuff, and that's yeah. Like, yeah. I saw the like videos and photos of the convention. It was floor. a joke. It was shit. It was such a joke. All creation entertainment. All creation entertainment conventions are shit. Like the ADA accessibility of all supernatural conventions. I don't know how these venues aren't getting shut down. Yeah, it's no, fucking every ridiculous. venue I went to was like not accessible for even like an able-bodied person at that fucking yeah. point because of just how un like they shove the vendors in the same hallway right outside the convention room, going from there to like where the photo ops are. They shove the vendors in the hallway and they make the hallway so small. So they flood. So there's it's like so an over amount of people. But no, the Stranger Things con are just like too much of a joke to me. And like I, as much as I love that show, I don't think there's enough commitment to the other people working there to give it a good environment unlike stranger thing i mean unlike supernatural that have been going on for five thousand years that you have continuous same yeah. vendors coming every year and making con- new things and like certain like because like you could buy like swords and merch and like cool like wiccan stuff and you could buy like this and that and then stranger yeah. things convention was just like some stickers and then stranger things pop. merch like there is nothing Sorry, we got so off-railed. <laughs> Any hoozles. Any hoozles. Frank's at the scrapyard. <laughs> yeah, where am I? Frank's at the scrapyard. Um, he gets caught uh, by a guy. Uh, sorry, I'm having... The guy who owns the place. He got he gets caught by the guy who owns the place. Frank's at a scrapyard trying to steal like a big tank for his brewery and gets caught by the guy running the scrapyard and he ends up bartering Sammy to him in exchange for the brewing pot because he's like, he's like, I don't need money. I need a nice woman. He's like, oh... I got the perfect girl, perfect girl for you. Yeah, but like, what this man wants is to fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like she's not like nice. Yeah, he sold her as a fuck, not a nice girl to go out to dinner. Yeah, like this guy's wife just died. He's like, I need to fuck. I need. I don't need a girlfriend. I don't want a commitment. I want to fuck right now. And Frank's like, Do I have the woman for you? <laughs> um, we get a menacing insert of Kurt, Carl putting up wanted posters and staring down some lesbians going into their home. Um, in the Gallagher kitchen, Fiona is serving up dinner and Lip comes down only in a towel, his hands finally recovering from a cons- his construction shite. Uh, those blisters looked so bad, dude. Yeah, it was so bad. Because well, he didn't even have gloves for the for the lifting. Yeah. I also, think the like, other he sits did. down to dinner in a towel. Just yeah. a towel. Put some pants on. It was for Put the some girls. Pants on. It was for the girls and the gays. Yeah. Thank you. We all said thank you. Thank we, you. We all said yes, chef. <laughs> yes, said, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> yes, chef. <laughs> yes, chef. Hey, Jerry. What are you doing? What are you up to? You? Oh, yes, chef. Oh. Carl comes home and starts a conversation about uh, lesbians coming into the neighborhood and that is it a good or a bad thing. And Fiona says she only sees the upside. And he asks Lips for help, and Lip agrees. Uh, Debbie comes down to set up for her party, which is the first Fiona that has ever heard of it. Uh, Fiona puts up a little bit of a fight about it, saying that Debbie needs a chaperone. But when Debbie pushes back even a little bit, Fiona backs down. Which I like. She was like, okay, you do you. I trust you. And I was like, 
that's really nice of you, Fiona. Yeah, well, should I like, you? I, should no, you I feel know. like Fiona's parenting style a lot of the time, though, is like, as long as it doesn't affect like our family, like our money and our well-being, you're going to find out the consequences on your own. Yeah. And when yeah. it happens, I'm not going to help you. Sorry. And like, yeah. from the way the show has always been like brought to us, like we've always had lip and debbie a bit more sheltered for a while because of like obviously the age difference between carl and debbie yeah oh, who did i yeah. say lip oh, <laughs> yeah so with carl and debbie we they were always more sheltered in like the earlier seasons because they were so young versus you had a uh, lip and ian where you could like make them be a bit more crazy but i feel like this is like the first time like we actually are getting to see like the younger kids be more of like a sporadic spontaneous with like their friends in a way because yeah. normally it's just like just them pulling bullshit yeah uh frank goes to visit sammy and she seems a little bit pricky prickly towards him she complains about work which is so true of her seasonal retail as hell um yeah she says that she doesn't have anyone to talk to and that she starts to break down about being so alone and frank shifts it into talking up his friend like it's a good romantic prospect and not a transaction he set up because he's like dishing it out to her being like he his wife just passed he just needs a woman to settle down with and she's like i need some i need to take it slow and he's like perfect Over to, I think, the first real Gallagher brother scene of the season. Uh, Lip and Carl are trying to tear down a street sign when Ian walks by. It's like they tied like a chain around like the pole and it's like tied to the back of Carl's like remote scooter or whatever. (laughs) I think it is the first time all season that like Ian, Lip and Carl are in a scene interacting with each other. And it's just the first like brother scene. Yeah, dude. Um, Best dynamic ever. Yeah. Only made better when they aged up Liam. Like, the bro- I love the brother energy. Yeah. Especially Carl and um, Liam when they're, like, still, like, the fun. youngest boys. He tells Lip that Mandy is moving, and they both agree that it's a shitty fucking idea. Uh, she's a great girl. She can get any guy she wants, as Lip says to Ian. And he goes, tell her that, okay? Because she doesn't believe that for herself. And, like, not only do I very much appreciate Lip's, uh, Lip's immediate reaction is, like, no, he he's gonna kill her. I am worried for her. He's going, that man's gonna kill her. I would also like to state for the record, Lip's gender in this scene, chef's kiss. He gives. Mm, he gives every time. He gives and he says, <laughs> yes. I gotta tell you guys, I watched Little Miss Sunshine the other day. Good Paul, movie. Paul Dano girlies. Paul Dano? I mm-hmm. get it. I yeah. get it now. That guy is gender as fuck. Yeah, Zoe watched everything he was ever in. She has the DVD for every movie he has ever been in. She, like, went down his IMDb list and just watched everything. I did that with Josh Hutcherson when I was, like, 13. Yeah, except for Okja, because the DVD doesn't exist. She has all of his DVDs, even though, apparently... I watched... Because it's uh, on Netflix, I watched The Kids Are Not Alright when I shouldn't have... Apparently half the movies are ass. Like, apparently they're awful. Oh, for sure. He's, like, artsy, fartsy, whatever. Have you guys seen uh, The Kids Are Not Alright? No. It has Mark Ruffalo in it. It has Josh Hutcherson. It has a couple other people in it, but it's a really good movie. I recommend it. Oh, boy, wrote a song about it. (laughs) (sighs) There's a a Paul Dano movie called Ruby Sparks. That's a male manipulator movie he wrote with his wife. Um, it's really good. Did you guys it's watch really, Swiss really Army Man? Yeah. I didn't. Zoe did. It was weird. I loved it. It was bizarre. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. It's Apparently bizarre. it's very gay. It. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It is. Because it's it like he, he basically has like 
cabin fever with a dead body. <laughs> well, he's like stranded on a desert island. Yeah. The descriptor of it is the first fart makes you laugh. The last fart makes you cry. No, that's for real. That <laughs> is so for real. I've seen the movie. It's for real. <laughs> um, We go to Debbie's backyard party where she's trying so hard or sure poisoning her friends. And it's such a lame party. Like, first of all, who are all these neighborhood kids? We have never seen them ever before. Yeah. And she's giving them all Frank beer, so, like, they're going to be poisoned. They're going to die. I know, they're just, like, pouring it into red Solo cups. Well, I'm pretty sure she tells them, she's, like, she sees them, like, drinking, and she's, like, whoa, 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 like, no. And they're, like, <laughs> what? And she's, like, it's, like, crazy strong. Like, <laughs> caught back. Meanwhile, Fiona, looking so hot, comes into the jazz concert, and right away, some other woman is kissing up on Davis. And guess what? It's his live-in girlfriend. His live-in girlfriend. Unbelievable. And so Fiona pulling... Like, well, and she, he, like, didn't know she'd be there. He's like, what do you mean you're in town? I thought you were out of town. She's like, no, silly. I came by to see you. I'm back in town. Yeah. Or, like, she was she was supposed to be at work or something. Yeah. yeah. She was like, oh, yeah, I left work early. And he was like, how did you know I was here? And she was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, checked in on Facebook or tweeted we were here. And then he turned to his butt. It was, like, not Gus, the other guy. It was the yeah. other band guy. And he was like, are you fucking serious? He was like, my bad. But it's like, okay, like, respect for those friends not helping their boy cheat. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're not intentionally, like, being, like, sly or whatever. Right. Um. But, but he tries to slip it to mm-hmm. be like, oh, who's this hot woman standing next to me? Uh, she's Gus's friend. <laughs> she's Gus's friend um, from the diner. And when Fiona finds that that it's a live-in situation, she like starts like leaning on Gus. And then all of a sudden, they are macking out. And it's a it's a deep kiss. Yeah. What I don't understand is why that girl believed that. Because if I was her, I would be like, so your best one of your best friends, your bandmate, who I presumably see often has a girlfriend that i do not know about that is on the precipice of moving in with him yeah from a <laughs> diner where you regularly like why like, have i not met this woman before you know yeah. or you yeah. heard about her you never talked about her but like you can tell that the girlfriend's still like obviously she's not buying it 100 percent because she's like still like locked arm with uh davis or whatever the fuck yeah his name she's is. like mm-hmm, okay okay like she She's like, I'll I'll choose to buy this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Davis, Gus, and the girlfriend all walk away, and then Fiona starts drinking. Uh, yeah. Over at Sheila's house, uh, the lesbians are doing a walkthrough, and Frank comes in with a big brewing contraption on his back. He's just, like, hoisted over with rope. Um, Sheila puts her foot down and says that she is her own woman, and even though that she wants him to come with her, she will leave without him, and if she has to. Which is, like, good on her. Fucking fuck Frank at this point. Yeah. This is where it dawned on me what was going to happen in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He finds out that yay, Sheila yay, yay. gave away his only batch of beer to Debbie and he is fucking pissed. Um, and the lesbians say that if Sheila knows of anyone else who can't make rent or is about to go to jail or anything like that, tell them because they want to buy more homes, which is like such a fucked up thing to say. Yeah, no, the lesbophobia in this storyline, like, that the lesbians are the predators coming into the neighborhood and fucking it all up yeah. is, like, so, like, specifically, like, that thing that she s- just said to S- Sheila was so evil. She's like, do you Go know if anybody jail. who can't make rent or anybody going to jail or anybody on food stamps, send them our way. I feel like they were, like, they were, like, we haven't picked on lesbians for a while. Maybe we should make them the group that we, like, villainize 
as mm-hmm. like the as like the white people coming in to like take over the neighborhood. It's like, why not just some white guy? Yeah. Why not just some rando white guy? Like, yes, there is the instances of like gay people with disposable income because they don't have children coming into neighborhoods and gentrifying them. But like the the lesbophobia in the storyline hurt so bad. Yeah. Ugh, I feel like they sucked. they did kind of like weirdly not correct it but a little bit later when Fiona gets into real estate because all of her biggest enemies are random white guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that. Love and that. Nessa and all of her, and her closest her... allies are gay people who are people yeah. of color. <laughs> yeah. Gay people and like gay family members at that point. Uh, Sheila tells Frank that she's selling the house whether he likes it or not. And he pulls the medical card like, oh, I'm too weak right now. And he has to stay by close to his doctors and his families. And that he was reborn in her house and that she can't take that away from him. When he died and got revived. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And like he, he says, these few blocks, this neighborhood is the only thing I've ever had. And it's the only thing that's ever meant anything to me, which I believe. I believe that wholeheartedly. I 100% believe that. Homeboy doesn't know anything else. He has a panic attack when he crosses state lines. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, this town is the only thing, the only thing that has ever meant anything to me. I do agree. He lives for that, like, community. Mm-hmm. And then Sheila says in like the softest, saddest voice, she says that she thought she was the only thing that meant everything to him. Oh, sorry. He like tries to correct it too. He's like, you do, you do. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides you, besides you. No, but but it's like, no, 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 Miss Girl, because you married him while he was in a coma. <laughs> she, Come we've on. always known Sheila loves him more than he loves her. Yeah. Yeah. Um. On the streets of somewhere, Lip comes across Mandy. But one thing about this show is that they always find each other on some random ass street. Like, I was looking all around town. How? How How did you just get so lucky? Um, on the street somewhere, Lip comes ar- across Mandy and asks if Kenyatta is around anywhere. And she says no and invites him home with her. Uh, back over to the jazz concert, Fiona watches Davis make out with his girlfriend, then turns her attention to Gus, who's playing the bass. I, like, I love how, like, the girlfriend's still just, like macking out on him because she's are they on stage at this point no gus is only gus performing gus is playing like the cello bass i think the The upright upright bass bass. yeah Yeah, the upright bass cello bass (laughs) cello it's a bass right 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 because it's a jazz concert and davis is a singer yeah yeah um and she's giving gus like she's like ooh, maybe that kiss was actually quite nice um, at the Gallagher house, Debbie is having a lame party, but Carl's having a great time giving girls head underneath the stairs. I love that because she's like, the only thing good about this is your brother. And she's like, so just like, this sucks. Like she has like no emotion on her face at all. And then they she's like- They call him Carlingus. Brilliant. Show-stopping. Snubbed at the Emmys. <laughs> I didn't know what, I didn't know what cunnilingus was until that ash nico song came out and i had to google what that's what that word meant <laughs> i also can't well, believe they facts. didn't name this episode carlingus what do you want to bet that that was pitched as one of the episodes that would have been so good <laughs> didn't pass the censors they were like we spent our we spent our budget our censorship budget <laughs> on you already um maddie shows up with a couple of his older friends and debbie gives him frank's new beer that she saved especially for them uh, we go over to Lip and Mandy, who are in the middle of hooking up, of course, and Lip stops them and holds Mandy's face and tells her that she's gorgeous, funny, sweet, and smart, and he wants her to know that she means that she's a good person. This scene is, like, so it's hard. It's, it's hard to watch, but it's, like, 
so beautiful. Um, yeah, it's kiss- hard to watch because I know they were broken up at this point. Yeah, um, I, so yeah, so like it yeah. is hard to watch, but it's also like Jeremy Allen White's so fucking good, man. He's so fucking mm-hmm. good. They kiss some more, and then she stops them and asks, "What are they?" And he says, "They're just two people who like each other's bodies and are good at sex." She asks about his girlfriend, and he says he doesn't know. They start to fuck. She says, "I love you." He says nothing, and they keep fucking. And, and she's she crying. crying. She's yeah. crying. She starts crying. You can Bro. see, like she <sighs> she was throwing out she was throwing out a lifeline with that. She said, "I love you," and he needed to say it back. And he didn't say it back. And he didn't say well, it. Well, and back. it's like I res I do respect Liv for not saying it back because he he doesn't love. But her. also like ouch. But ouch, it's also ouch. like ow, like nail yeah. in the coffin, dude. Yep, rough. Rough is right, Amanda. <laughs> um, suddenly, Debbie's party is popping the fuck off because everyone is lit off of Frank's crazy firecracker beer. And she's dancing with Maddie, who is fucked up. Homeboy is, like, sloppy. He's white girl yeah. wasted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he says that he needs to lay down. So she takes him up to her room, kicking out a couple people who are already hooking up. She's like, this is my room. Get out. Um, she lays him down on the bed and lays on his chest, and we see her eyeing a few condoms that the people left behind. Debbie, no! Debbie, don't do it! Debbie, no! Debbie, run! <laughs> have, have you, have you, are you know those yeah, TikToks Dylan! with Dylan? Dylan, no! Dylan, Dylan no! no! <laughs> I love Dylan. I love her so much. That video was hilarious. <laughs> I saw, like, seven different versions of it, because I liked one no, of them. No, a and bunch of people, like, up. stitching it and being like, Dylan! Dylan! Get out of <laughs> um, into Sheila's basement. Uh, Frank is b- brewing up some beer while Chucky just sits there. Hey, Chucky. Hey, hey girl. Chucky. Go to. Chucky is a piece of furniture to be moved around. He's just like he was, sitting. He was getting that contract. Mm-hmm. Like he was. They were paying his. Bills. He's just sitting reading some comics on the stairs. Um, Lip steps out of Mandy's room. Uh, her sitting curled up on the bed. Uh. He tells her that she doesn't need Kenyatta and asks if he can come by in the morning to get breakfast with her, which is, like, sweet. Um, In Debbie's bed... Wait, hold on. He asks if he can come by in the morning to get breakfast with her. She says, yeah, sure. And then he leaves, and when we cut away from that scene, that is the last we see of Mandy. Yep. As except for like a random cameo she makes in a couple of seasons. In season That's a wrap six. on Emma Greenwell. Oh, my yeah. Bad. Like for for season five for the as series regular, that's a wrap on Emma. Dude, Greenwell. Yeah. the way that she was like sitting on the bed too, like so small. So and, small. Like, I was about to say, like she looks like like a child. Like she looks like so broken. I mean, she and is. Defeated. She is a child. Yeah. She's she only, yeah, like, obviously 17. she's seventeen. But it's just like the show makes you forget that. Goddamn. Now <sighs> over to the worst scene. One of the worst scenes in this entire series possible. Yep. In Debbie's bed, we see her lying next to Maddie, who's dead asleep. She's all smiley, and she looks over at the same condom wrapper that has now been open and used. And from now on, Debbie is the worst fucking person. And then there goes all of Debbie's credibility, all of Debbie's young girl boss power, like, like head of the household, gone. Yeah, nothing you do from now on, nothing you do from now on can make up for what you just did. Like, ugh. Speaking of bad decisions, Fiona's leaving the jazz bar club looking pissed, but she's still playing the act with Gus, obviously. Uh, Davis walks away and she bitches about 
this being the second time this month that she's been blown off by a dude. Um, he tries to comfort her, saying it's not her, uh, that, that J- Davis is just an asshole. This um, is they... so funny, because it's like, but you have women who want you. Yeah. Yes. She wants you. have a you. woman who will fuck you. She will fuck you. Um, they start to walk down the street, and she apologizes for grabbing him like that, but he didn't mind. He asks if she would like to grab coffee, but she has to get home. But how about tomorrow? They can go get a nightcap. It's not that late. Um, they make plans in part ways. Uh, in the morning time, Debbie wakes up and gets out of bed, and then Maddie wakes up, remembers what happened, and we see the panic on his face. I think yeah, it, like, like she she gets up and gets out of bed. She and, like goes like, to the bathroom the or something. She like leaves the room. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then Maddie like, wakes oh, up and you shit. see it like dawn on him. Like, are you what the what the fuck? And he gets out of wait, there. wait, wait. Is this the scene? No, I think it's this is the scene where she goes downstairs, grabs the orange. Is this the one? I am that's a woman. Later. That's later. Yeah, that's yeah. in a couple minutes. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's after. That's after Derek, right? No, no, no. That's in. That's in this episode. It's oh. just in a couple scenes. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was earlier for some reason. Um, but yeah, like he, I because I he looks over and sees the condom, and like, no, because he looks, he lifts up the the covers and he sees he's not wearing pants or something, and then looks over and sees the used condom next to him, and then he freaks the fuck out and runs out. Um, Lip is waiting underneath the L for Mandy, but Ian comes up behind him in his stupid, stupid little, shirt. little shirt. Which I, little I think shirt it was probably it? it was probably like it's like a striped shirt. It was the blue and orange striped. I think it's like a, a I think it's like a hand me down from Lip or something. So that's why it's like small on him. American it's Eagle A apostle bullshit. Um, <laughs> it's but, a baby tee. <laughs> but Ian comes up behind him in his stupid little shirt, saying that Mandy had left an hour ago. Uh, Lip said that he tried, uh, and Ian just goes. Sure you did. Okay, Damn. he not did. hard enough, Lip. Not, not hard, hard enough. enough. I, but I would not have wanted him to tell her that he loved her back. No, no, Absolutely but I would not. want him to do anything else except just show up, tell her she's pretty, fuck her, and leave. Like, come on, Lip. And then ask her for coffee. Like in the maybe morning. sit down and like actually talk to her. Yeah, like not fuck. But the, like fucking is the only way they know how to communicate. All these kids. Yeah, any yeah. of the characters, that's all they help. That's yeah. the way they communicate is how they express themselves when they fucking fuck. Well, and Mandy, like, bases her self-worth on that, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cut to the lesbians getting their car towed, um, and they see that the street sign that was in front of, uh, across the street is now in front of their house. Slade. Uh, <laughs> Slade. Because there, <laughs> you can see, like, where they filled the hole in from where they moved it from, so she's like, hmm, somebody's be scheming. Yeah. Um, Fiona goes to meet up with Gus at the spot around the corner from his place. I love how she remembered exactly where he lived. Yeah, like, at the, they made plans. He's like, there's a spot around the corner from my place. Number one, do you know where he lives? You've never been where he lives. How do you know where he lives? He probably gave her, like, a cross street or something. Two, didn't exchange phone numbers, I don't think. No. Um. They just... <laughs> <laughs> maybe they texted. So stupid. Maybe, maybe they texted. You never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, gave her, he gave her a Google Maps link. <laughs> homegirl do, like, do they have iphones at this point she has an iphone she now does. jimmy steve bought her that one in like season one she still mm. has it the one that looks like an ipod touch yeah uh they walk up to the coffee shop and it looks like it's been closed by the health department uh so he not invites a very her... good spot yeah <laughs> uh he invites her up to his apartment for breakfast instead yeah. uh the lesbians lisa knocks on the gallagher's door introducing herself uh Carl tells her that the house that they live in used to be a family with three kids and that the bank threw him out, and she does not give a shit. Um, she asks if the Gallagher's car was towed, and he says they don't have one, so no. 
she lays out all the shit that he did to make the neighborhood look bad, and she says that they don't scare easily. She, like, gets up in her face. She's like, we don't scare easily. Like, you're not intimidating. <laughs> and this she's is a like child. Down yeah, and he's a he's child. In he's in a wheelchair. She's literally threatening a child. Because, <laughs> like, at this point, they haven't been actively seen doing anything so this is her just assuming even though they obviously did it but yeah still um upstairs debbie comes into her room still brushing her teeth and finds that maddie's gone uh he left her a little sticky note on her mirror saying text me we need to talk and she's not phased she just thinks that maddie's just gonna text her about their fantastic and be like, night. And be like let's be boyfriend and girlfriend now yep yeah she probably. goes downstairs drinks some orange juice right out of the carton on the front step and pouring it all down the front of her damn shirt and screams i am a woman but also she just brushed her teeth why is she drinking oj now yeah right it's gonna taste gross but like um, whatever very bold of them to have her do that and then have her go on to the steps and be like i'm a woman like right. girlfriend uh like the writers had the balls was, for this she episode she was excited about it she was like yeah i had sex yeah and what about it but obviously like she doesn't really know the understandings of consent at as of now so yeah. she's assuming that she just had a great time with her little boy toy but uh over into gus's apartment fiona and him are eating gumbo for breakfast and she learns about his family okay gumbo in the morning honestly does hit pretty good i love gumbo um she says that she really doesn't have time to listen to music and that gus says that he would die without music in his life load of bullshit homegirl listens to music all the time she always be singing she listens to like radio eminem <laughs> yeah, she doesn't she have like, to, like a mainstream. favorite band yeah. Yeah. yeah she listens to like a lot of mainstream like rap and stuff um, she tells him to play her something worth dying over, and so he plays her a little song, uh, Beacon Hill by Damien Gerardo. Is that how you say That's it? That's right. I sound clouded it, or I, uh, <laughs> uh, spot, spot, whatever, the fucking sound hound. I sound hounded it, yeah. <laughs> and she's so turned on. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you're she's so like, oh my God, hot she's playing your little acoustic singer. guitar. <laughs> so he's in the middle of playing, so she walks up to him, sets her gumbo down, pulls the guitar out of his lap, and sits there, and just, they start macking again. Good for them. And she, like, falls them. back from the kiss and goes, holy fuck, and keeps kissing him. There's like, something about, like, I love he facial hair. He was fine hair. as hell, too. No, the thing is, I love facial hair, but that's just too much facial hair for me to, like, be macking on. Like, that he just seems cool, like it's too much. Yeah. I still follow him on Instagram because I think he's hot. <laughs> I forget the I forget the actor's name, but I have followed him since I watched season five and I was like, damn. He is very talented. He's a great singer. Yeah, no, he's, he's actually a really good singer. He's like not popular at all. Like he really doesn't have a following. He's been like a, a couple like I think he's been in like a one man show here and there, but like doesn't really do much acting. But uh could have been a Sammy and the scrapyard man on a date. She actually cleaned up like quite nice. Um, yeah, it's like a little little dinner date. Well, I think she it. thought yeah. it was a real date. Frank yeah, neglected yeah. to tell her that he was pimping her out. Oh yeah, because she wants a nice slow man. She to wants settle a man down to settle with. down with. Yeah, he wants to smash. Um, he has a twinge in. His- oh, sorry. Um, uh, then over to Lip, finally wearing gloves onto the job site. I hope someone gave some to him, so he didn't have to buy any. Um, he has a twinge in his back and asks if they get paid for the holiday, and Tommy says, fuck no, you idiot. What holiday is it? July 4th. Oh. Okay. Timeline check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he checks his phone, and there's a text from Amanda inviting him somewhere, uh, and then he ignores it. 
Uh, Debbie goes over to meet Maddie at the park. What a great place to meet a child at a park. At a park, yeah. Um, he just wanted he just wanted somewhere in public. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and he asked Debbie if they had sex last night, and she says yes. And he's freaked the fuck out because he was plastered and does not remember it at all. And he said that his erection was biology, not consent, because Debbie's like, but you, but your thing. And he was no, like, she's literally yeah. like, but your thing. And it's yeah. like, this girl, if you can't talk about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, but your thing. And he's like, that's biology, not consent. And then yeah. he tells her that he was barely conscious and that she date raped him. And that what, what she, she gets, gets from, from that it, is, oh, my God, we were on a date. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, we were on a date. And then, like Miss Girl, it's just a term. Like. Yep. And then she tells him that she didn't mean to rape him and that she's sorry. And then I don't know if you want to go there's, over this. There's just it's so many layers to this. It's because number one, he's a grown man who should not have been hanging out with this girl to begin with. Number two, Debbie is so fucked up and absolutely committed date rape against him, and she is the person at fault in the situation. And number three, he now has to process the trauma of that having happened to him. But he also can't go to the police because he could go to jail over it because she is a teenager and he is a grown man. Yep. Regardless of the scenario, it's right. bad well, for it's all also, parties. Like, not to get like weird and like loopholey, but like, it, is it a crime for him to be like hanging out with her? It it's, isn't, but I it's think not a crime for him to be hanging out with her. But he was clearly gr- the weight to her. 16 yeah, yeah. Because I think like like because you're so right. Because like I feel like we touched on this like last season when we first was introduced. Is like there's nothing wrong with like being friends with someone younger. Like I remember being like um early teenager and having like a friend like older peers in my like early twenties who were like just like people Especially in my if life you have, like, like older siblings people. like Debbie does. It mm-hmm. like kind of makes you're sense. used to having older peers or like role models in a way so like there's nothing wrong with that and i think we like talked about that prior but it's the fact that he actively still hung out with her knowing what she felt about him and what she has told him and what he had had to stop her from doing previously when like he was like no like you're too young we can't date like it's the layers of he still actively was in her life when he knew that she was seeking him out and then didn't put a stop to that. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. That's a wrap on Maddie, I think. Yep. Um, and then he finally tells her to never call him again. And hopefully that's Peace the out. blast we see of Maddie. Um, and then up in the old rug, rub and tug, uh, V has plenty of women hooked up to their uh, breast pumping machines and getting their milk for their little new business. Um, Kev comes in and first complains that she's not at home and points out the hypocrisy of not letting Svetlana breastfeed the girls, but she's okay with selling these women's breast milk to other people. Um, she tells him that just to let her do her job and that she says that seeing her feed everyone else's babies. Oh, oh you know, sorry. he says, he says and she's like, why don't he's like, what? She's like, can you just leave me the fuck alone? Cause I'm just, I'm just trying to do this. I'm just trying to do my job. And he's like, I'm pissed off because I see you feeding everybody else's babies except your fucking own. Mm-hmm. And like, Kev, reel it in. Reel it in, man. Yeah. It's also like, um, that's like not true. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, she was pumping for you. Like, there is a limit. But now she's doing dire crisis because you guys have no other source of income. So be happy she's fat- thought of solution while you just didn't do anything about the rub and tug, if anything. Yeah. Also, who's pissed off? Debbie, the rapist. Uh, she comes home from 
She comes home ranting about Maddie to Lip, and he tries very hard to keep his head from spinning off, making sure that she was not the victim of assault. Um, and he like is like, whoa, 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 did Maddie do this to you? And she's like, no. Uh, but then she's just really upset that uh, she raped Maddie, and he tells her there are a million guys who would kill to be raped by her. L moment for Lip. Um, he probably like he probably didn't get it. He was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like, I see you conflating the Mandy situation and the Debbie thing in your head. I see your little gears turning, and I see you trying to be a good brother. But my man, put two more seconds. Yep. Let's th- let those brain cells rub together be like, before you start saying stuff. Wait a minute. <laughs> um, over to an icon. Uh, Sheila pulls up to her house in a shiny RV that she's test driving with, like, the dealership guy. Um, Frank tells her that since he was unconscious when they got married, he wants to renew their vows to make it real because he wants her to stay. Um, he tries to make the, pro- uh, the proposal into trying to get her to stay, uh, but she won't be swayed. She says that she's had the dream of seeing the world, and he says that they can take a vacation whenever they want, and then they can come home. Uh, the man is working overtime, and I have to give him credit. That is true. He is trying very, very hard. Yeah. Um... Back to fucking Debbie, who is now pretending to smoke in the backyard. She's just holding an unlit cigarette in her hand. No, it's lit. It's just oh, burning. it is lit? Yeah. It's She's just, just holding it's it. It's just burning. She's not taking a drag off of it or anything. Uh, Debbie tells Fiona that she wants to tell her something, but she doesn't want to be told how to feel about it. And she tells Fiona that she had sex, and all that Fiona asked was, was Debbie was that Debbie careful? Um, and so they hold hands, and they don't really say much. Which is Debbie like it's left a very out a very sweet, important part of that. Yeah, it's a very yeah. sweet it is, summer it is. moment, but there's not enough details for Fiona to be like, "Oh, I'm pretty blah blah boo." Like, mm, girlfriend, there's more to what actually happened. Honestly, though, Fiona's track record, she would probably be like, "Girl boss." Yeah, <laughs> she would probably be like, "But it's but his thing." <laughs> but his thing. Um. To Sammy's place, uh, she brought over her date, uh, the scrappier guy, and he tries to make a move. Uh, they start to kiss, and then he starts to take off his belt, but she stops in and asks if they can take it slow instead. But then he's like, hey, but Frank promised you would bone me tonight, and oopsies. Um, and then Sammy is yeah, not happy. He's like, Frank Frank promised that you would fuck me right now. And she, uh, murder in her eyes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, over at Sheila's in the basement, uh, Frank has tripled the propane tanks to ramp up production, and Sheila comes down to tell him she's not buying the RV and that she's keeping the house. Um, all of a sudden, Sammy comes downstairs pissed about the sex deal, and she starts wailing on Frank. This scene is um, so funny. It's so <laughs> chaotic. Um, Sheila and Sammy chase Frank up the stairs, leaving the scrap guy uh, scrapyard guy alone in the basement drinking the crazy beer that Frank made. Uh, Sammy, Sheila, and Frank all run outside to the street screaming, fighting, and then Frank screams at them to both knock it the fuck off. He um, says, can I not have one moment of peace? Christ, I have a raging lunatic succubus of a daughter on one hand and a lumpy smothering pervert of a wife of the other and you're both driving me fucking insane! And in this scene, we get, like, a, a quintessential Frank, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, the video. We need to launch, there needs to be a federal investigation into how this was snubbed at the Emmys. <laughs> like, William H. Macy, the man that you are. 
Like, he calls Sammy needy and slutty, and he calls Chucky a lump, and says, Sammy, Sammy, he says that Sammy has terrible personal hygiene. That is true. And then he turns to Sheila, and he calls her a certifiable whack job, and insults all the insane shit that she's done, and then we get, Jesus Christ, when Sammy starts crying. Oh, gee, well, because she goes, Daddy, and he turns around and goes, oh, Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. so good um and then he screams for like one more second and then you would get this really cool shot of like it's just frank with the house behind him and then it just explodes and he flies forward it's so green screen but that's fine but like whatever like who cares (laughs) he's like can i get one minute of peace And then the house like, explodes, <laughs> and they're all standing there, and then all of a sudden, it's like, is it th- an arm a or leg. a leg? A, a leg, leg of out. the date falls in front of them, and they all just are like, where oh. is Chucky? In the he's RV? In the, he's in the RV, yeah. Because okay. um, she first she screams, she's like, Chucky? And you hear him go like, mom! mom so yeah. he's fine. And then she goes, wait, where's my date? And the leg falls down, and she had like complimented his socks earlier, so Frank goes like, those are nice socks. <laughs> comedy comedy uh and then and then the scene the rv pulls up and sheila simply gets in i love how the guy also has just been in the rv waiting the whole time just like no he just he pulls up right as the house explodes oh yeah 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 and sheila sheila like shaken from this like verbal bitch slap she just got from frank hasn't like verbally responded but she's gone blank and she just she just gets in that van and she pulls the fuck away (laughs) And then we get a shot of her crying and smiling as she drives off into the night. And that's, that's a, a wrap, wrap on, on Joan Cusack. Oh, she was everything. She was amazing. She won, she won an Emmy. She won an Emmy for this season. For best of her. She sure did. She was in three episodes. She mm-hmm. won a motherfucking Emmy. As she fucking should have. Like, that is her sleigh. <laughs> uh, the credit song is Gotta Get Away by the Black Keys. Very, Very good song. Very to good the album. Sheila situation. Um, after the credit scene of the lesbians looking at the rubble, saying, at least we don't have to pay for the demo, which is, like, so funny, but damn. (laughs) But damn. They, like, high-five each other. Yeah, they high-five it, and then, uh, (laughs) cuts to black. Um, next week on Shameless, uh, Fiona and Gus are getting closer. Uh, Frank has a hangover-style night that he can't remember, uh, celebrating after an insurance payout. Lip is visiting Amanda in Miami. Uh, v, uh, v rubs up on a man in the nightclub because she and Kev haven't been connecting as well, and she needs to get laid. Mama needs to get laid. This next episode is so fun. I love next yeah. episode. It's so it. fun. The Frank hangover thing is, oh my god, that's when Mickey, that's, oh, it's gonna have the suitcases and Mickey wearing the Hawaiian shirt, because yes. Frank says I lost a fortune, yeah. and Mickey in the Hawaiian shirt turns around and goes like, oh, misplaced a 20, did you? Like, Wayman from Workaholics is also in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> that bitch is everywhere. We get um, Frank's uh, lawyer, too. I always fucking forget her name. Alex um, Borstein. Alex Borstein. Yeah. But what did we think of the episode that saw the end of Maddie, not important, uh, of Emma Greenwell as Mandy mm-hmm. and the end of Joan Cusack Damn, as that's Sheila. A, so early in the season to, like, knock off three characters. They, they do change vibes, like, very quickly in the season, though. Episode five, it's a complete switch up. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, well, when Jimmy Steve steps back, like, that's this is not a spoiler because he showed up at the end of season four, but, like, when Jimmy Steve comes back in, it's a fucking curveball. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a switch up of the whole Definitely. vibe for the rest of the season. And then the seasons switch as well. 
Yeah. So what did we think of this this episode? It was very good. It was so It good. was really good. I like I think beginning of season 5 or like mostly like season 4 and season 5 are like the seasons I have rewatched the most. So like a lot of these season 5 episodes are like the most prominent like fun ones I remember because I feel like so many of these episodes are just so fun. Like season 5 really has a lot of bangers in it and like it's not too sad. It's like it's it's a really good mix of a comedy and a drama this season I would say. So like I just this episode in particular just gears you up for like a lot more and especially with the shift change it's like a good shift change at the same time i think it is wild to me i've only watched this season once and oh yet God. 506 remains like my favorite episode of the show of all time <laughs> i've seen it one time and it's it's my like i've i've it rewatched hurts. emily over and over but like 506 ouchie fucking, ouchie it uh. hurts i'm excited for you to watch it again yeah and then after that you have not watched any of season six only I saw Mickey's episode. the one scene of Mickey's and the the in season six, and then I've seen the Mickey scenes in season seven. Gotcha. And then season six season is actually nine. pretty good. Season, season nine is the very last episode is, is Mickey, or like no, that's the the tenth episode, like eighth yeah. or not. It's like the eighth or tenth episode. No, it's where... like the sixth episode. Oh, he leaves like oh. halfway through the season. It is oh, in the middle of the yeah, season because yeah. then they asked him to come back after after Emmy told them that they would be that. He, yeah, no, I because I, would be I forgot about that part because I forget we see him at the end when Fiona goes to visit him. Yeah, the timing on that was so goddamn weird. I like I remember it happening in real time. Like yeah. he an, he announced that he was leaving, and then Emmy's episode aired, and it was announced that she was leaving, and then he announced that he was coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so fast. Like it was like days apart. I will always respect. Yeah. Like I love that he said in interviews, he's like, "I told them I will come." He's like, "He's like number one, I'm leaving. Number two, I'm leaving on my terms. Number three, bring back Mickey so that Ian and Mickey end up together in the way that I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. And then when they asked him to come back, he's like, "Cool, give Noel a series regular spot." Like bring him back, and they said cha-ching. Right, he was like, he was like, give us, give us shit to do, like give us a storyline, and then they didn't. But like, you yeah. know, yeah. they did. He's what like, they could. I am so aware that my character is the most interesting when he is standing next to me. Bring him back. Yeah, like you're a real one for that, Cam. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, well, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm for so what's excited. I am so sad that Sheila's gone now. I'm so sad that Mandy's gone now. I am not sad that Maddie is gone. Uh. But this this was the, like, the, at least Sheila had a literal explosive big, big bang farewell. Mandy just kind of fades off into the distance. I right, think- which is why it's fitting that she does make another cameo later, mm-hmm. like a whole episode It's just that one thing. episode that she shows back up, right? Yeah. And then they don't ever, like, mention her again either, which Mm-mm. is, like, fucked up. Not at all. Presumably, presumably she is living in Chicago, so it's, like, weird that they never see her. Don't they name drop her in, like, season 10 or 11? Maybe. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, because it's when they're talking about everyone fucking Milkoviches, and, like, they mentioned her name. Yeah, they invented Sandy. Sandy and Mandy. I can't believe they fucking did that. Well, it was just, it like, like I get it. Like, like they couldn't get Emma Greenwell to come back. But, like, like writing her off, but then having her come back for this cameo, and Mandy supposedly lives in Chicago, and then she doesn't come to the wedding? Yeah. Like, my thing with like, it what was, is that? like, even if, even if Emma Greenwell didn't want to play Mandy anymore, cool. Luckily, another human being has played Mandy. Pull, pull a Becky <laughs> on, the, on Roseanne and just bring back the other one. I don't care. There were two of them. Bring back the other one. Yeah. Or just, like, mention her. 
be like uh be like ah shit manny's in the bathroom like fucking some guy you know like like at the wedding or something it's like you know like she's being or like mickey being like manny's being a total fucking bitch like you know put her in the fucking cut scene instead of like put her in the cut scene like arriving late instead of having terry shoot up the their like honeymoon or no just straight up like mention her that way you don't even have to get emma greenwell back just be like yeah be like that bitch mandy is like it would have been fun if like sandy was like yeah mandy's gonna be late she'll be here for the after party or something like that just to like a nod off and like don't even have to show her or the after party an acknowledgement yeah I think it would have been funny if they just brought in the original Mandy. Mm-hmm. That would have been funny to me personally. Yeah, Jane Levy. Well, and she was so good. Yeah. Um, would have been funny for them to be like, Mandy, did you, you slept different with your hair? You look different. Like she was busy though. She was like, she was like, um, did you I get a- shorter? Yeah. Did you? I swear to God, just are you blonde now? What's they going on? Make, like, or they and- would make a joke about what's the show she's in. Zoe's, Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Yeah, they should make like a. They could make a joke about like Zoe's or something like that. <laughs> um, do we want to wrap it up? I'm about to piss myself. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thank you all so much for joining us. Um, I don't know how much of the rambling I'll cut. Probably none of it. God um, knows how much. It's, it's been hard. a while since we've like talked, so they deserve a little bit of a treat. Yeah. Yeah. We're you but know, not we're Amanda's editing. To She's gonna. This. <laughs> we're back to posting truly whenever we want to. So this Hell will come yeah. out eventually. And we're going to keep going. We're not giving up. I swear to God, I will not be the podcast that doesn't finish recapping the series. No, we're going to, as long as it fucking takes, like, we're going to keep doing it. All right. And follow us on socials, Luck We Had Pod on Instagram, Luck We Had Pod on Twitter. Uh, email us, luckwehadpod at gmail.com. Donate to our Ko-Fi, which is linked in our bios. Buy, buy our Buy our uh, t-shirts, which is linked in our bios. Um, get our stickers. DM us on Instagram or Twitter to get a sticker from us. Follow me at Abnormal Amanda on Twitter at Abnormal Amanda eighteen on Instagram at Abnormal Amanda underscore eighteen on TikTok. I'm so close to thirty three thousand followers, guys. I'm so close. Follow her. Where shall they follow y'all? Me? Okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Durs Holmvik, like the character from Workaholics, except the L is an I. You can find me on Instagram at Kojak C O J A C K K. Evan, where can they find you? You can find me at I'm okay 4000 on Instagram, and you can find me at Unevent on TikTok, or you can find me at Internet Life O on Twitter. And again, all of our Lucky Head Pod socials are going to be in the description on our Instagram, on our website. You know where to find us. Rate, review, subscribe, keep coming back because we sure will. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we will. And thank you for listening. Until we see you next time. Bye bye.